The opinions expressed on this podcast are not meant to be disseminated as medical advice. If you need additional clarification or have questions, consult a mental health professional in your area. Hello and welcome. I'm going to start over. I am going to start over because I got confused. I think you should just keep rolling. We, okay. we, we only have so much film here. <laughs> Hello and welcome to 10 Minutes to Save Your Marriage, the podcast where a comedy writer, that's me, and a psychologist, <laughs> that's me, I've never been more delighted, yeah, <laughs> try to solve your long-running relationship issues in 10 minutes or less. How are you doing today, Steve? I can string together a sentence fairly well. How about you, James? Many sentences, just not when I forget that it's my turn to talk. I was a little bit off, but actually now it's your turn to talk because you have a pressing issue you wanted to discuss on our podcast today. Wow, that leaves some big shoes to fill. I will say first, just a promo for us, a plug for us, a plea from us. We're going to stick with an alliteration here. But uh, if you have a question, send them in. We've been out of questions. The tank has been empty for a few weeks, and we look forward to hearing from you. So James will give you the email address toward the end of the show, but think of something, and we will jump on it. In the meantime, this is one that actually came up with a client recently, and I thought this is an interesting question question like I had to muse I had to mull it over a bit before I even gave an opinion but I will throw it to you first and just see what your reaction is to see if your reaction matched mine but uh, she's youngish she's in her 20s and she ended a relationship with somebody a while ago not too long couple hmm, probably a couple months maybe a little more but she uh, started seeing somebody else and her question to me was how do I know if I'm over this last guy and I said, I, I, what difference does that make? And she said, well, it's not fair to the new guy if I'm not over the last guy yet. So I had to kind of think over what, what that means from like a pragmatic standpoint that you are over your ex. And I don't know if you have a thought on that, James, but it is an interesting question that everybody goes through, except you, because you dated one girl and then married her. But like if you were normal, James, <laughs> how would you think about this? Well, I do you know you're over your ex? I think a good sign that you're over the ex is that you decided to break up with them. Now, you said she broke up with him, right? Or did he break up with her? Yeah, ultimately, she had to do the last breakup because they were together apart, together apart. They're okay. young. It's one of the early relationships that's hard to get over. Breaking up is really hard to do. It's really unpleasant to do. <laughs> Unless you're a total sociopath. It's not something you're going to look forward to. It's something you do as a last resort because you absolutely positively can't stay in that relationship anymore or because you think you've got something better lined up. Either there's somebody else in the wings or you think you just have more fun on your own. Your life would be better without this person in it. So she went through the steps. She went through the process. She was on again, off again. And she finally said, I have to put my foot down. I have to end it. You are done. My life will be better off without you. We do not have a future together. And she said that with certainty. She said that with conviction. And she went on to uh, start a relationship with somebody else. And I think what she's got right now is just a little bit of uh, 
you know, buyer's remorse. Everybody always kind of looks back. The grass is greener on the other side of you. What did I have before? She has a real relationship in front of her now with real problems and real perks and all of that, you know, and what she's got from before is just her memories. And maybe as time goes on, she remembers the good parts because that's real easy to do if you don't have somebody in your life every day. You don't have to, don't have to listen to them uh, eat cereal and do all those things that used to annoy you. When you, when you can kind of separate the, out the parts that make them uh, human and just have the parts that make them a fun memory, it's easy to look back and idealize and say, oh, things were better than before. But you have to trust your own judgment. She judged that that relationship was over. She judged that this wasn't a situation she wanted to be in anymore. And she judged that she did want to be in a relationship with this new person. So I think she just needs to trust her past self for making the right call and trust her current self to evaluate the new situation independent of the other one. I think that uh, as long as you maybe have faith in your own decision-making ability to say, I did something really hard for me because it was the best for me, I think that's how you know you're over it. And I think any feelings that pop up about what could have been, I think you just kind of have to uh, have to uh, kind of regard those as the human feelings of always wanting something you can't have. The second you can't have something anymore, it always seems more desirable. It's kind of the sour grape <laughs> effect. So that would that would be my reaction. That's very similar to mine. Like uh, we only speak fondly of the dead, sort yeah. of thing. <laughs> uh, like as soon as you break up with somebody and all of the pressure is off, you start remembering why you went out with them in the first place. And you do, I, you use the word idealize. I think that's exactly right. But it's funny how we do that, that buyer's remorse part. My son is 16, and so he hangs out with a bunch of 16-year-old idiots, and they're figuring out girls and relationships. And one of his friends recently broke up with his girlfriend. He broke up with her, and then he was lamenting the loss of her. My son was like you. He's like, what are you talking about? You broke up with her. How can you be depressed about it? But I do think there is a reverie that we play in our hearts for the old flames that we've had. And the problem with my son's friend is similar to the problem of a lot of 20-somethings that have been in long-term relationships, which is they have never been, really, they've never been an adult without the other person. And so it's very difficult for them to imagine living without the person. And it becomes confusing and a little scary of how do I do this adulting thing without that other half of me. So it, it, it requires a little bit of get your legs under you. And sometimes you can get your legs under you by getting into another relationship at some point. But the other part of how you know you're over the person is you're really never going to be over the person completely. You'll always remember them. You'll have a special place in your heart. They were your first love like uh, accept that make your peace with that that and it's natural to compare anyone new to the last person like you you have a certain way of doing things with your love interest and now this person requires you to adjust so it's always going to be a little bit jarring it's going to be unpleasant sometimes there are going to be things that your ex did better than this person or this person does better than like that's a natural part of human nature but if you can just settle yourself with what you said James which is at the moment this is exactly why I made that decision and just try to keep the good and the bad present Ultimately, you're a better person if you can be friends with people that your ex is with, as long as there wasn't some huge smoking gun, they ended up in bed with your sister kind of thing. But otherwise, I think it's nice to be able to be friends, except you can't right away because you're both still hurting a little bit and you're going to lean on each other. Anyway, I don't know. There's not a clean answer to it, but I will say you're never going to completely not think about that person differently than everyone else on earth. Like they have, 
they've been through your perimeter. They, they've been on your inner circle of trust and they'll always be special. They'll always be a little bit different. And James, if you ever had a girlfriend, you would understand that. Or if you had, I don't know, a heart. <laughs> Well, it's important to remember, too, that you went out with them for a reason. I, I made the case that you broke up with them sure. for a reason, but you started going out with them for a reason, too. If you were attracted to them in the first place because they were 6'2 and wrote amazing tweets, I mean, they're probably still 6'2 and write amazing tweets. So, I don't know where I just pulled that out of thin air. So, I mean, the things that make you attractive are still there. It's just that on top of those attractive behaviors, you found a whole bunch of other unattractive behaviors that were deal breakers. Or maybe the attractive behaviors you liked so much at the start of the relationship made Maybe they stopped. Maybe they shrank an inch and the tweets started to be terrible. I don't know. But the point is the balance shifted, and it's real easy to think back to that early relationship when either those attractive qualities were still there or the unattractive qualities were still hidden. And uh, this whole thing, the buyer's remorse, the doubting, you know, I'm this with this person now. Should I be with that person? It's just human. Uh, I've actually found a good system. If you're in a serious relationship here, here's a good tactic uh, to use. Uh, and my wife will never hear this because she would never listen to one of these podcasts. But I've learned sure, real sure. early on that if there were two things at the store or two things anywhere, and I pick one over the other and I come home, if I tell her that there were two things, she'll immediately think I should have gotten the other thing. So anytime I get something, <laughs> there was only one thing. That's just how it is. There was one thing. Our options were limited. I won't, I won't straight out lie, but I definitely will, will heavily hide the existence of the second option. Because if I tell her about the second option, she's going to be unhappy with the thing I got. It, it, you know, the, the, the possibility of otherness is what just creates unhappiness. So uh, maybe, maybe in that same vein, you just remind yourself that your ex is no longer an option. You've been down that road, and it's no longer an option now there is just one thing and evaluate this new relationship on its own um steve this has been your topic so i guess i'll give you a chance if you want any closing thoughts no i like that i think we pretty much agree we may have different ideas of how difficult this process is <laughs> for especially young people you got married real young I, the other thing that i hear is i wonder if i'll ever love anyone as much as x and the answer is Probably not, because he was your first real love. And there's always something special, and uh, lights seem a little brighter with that first love. And the rest of the people, or when you finally settle in with somebody, it will become, it'll, uh, it just won't have that intensity. It'll become more sustainable, because that's now your person instead of your crush. Well, thank you for ending us on a downer there, Steve. You will never love anyone else that much again. Get, get ready for a life of drudgery and disappointment. Well, if you'd like us to bring you down with a relationship question, send it into. There might be a reason we're not getting questions, Steve. I think I figured it out. If you want to send those questions in, send it to James Breakwell at explodingunicorn.com. That's exploding unicorn with the E. It doesn't have to be a marriage question. It can be boyfriend, girlfriend, platonic friends, coworkers, parent, pet, whatever you got. Send it in. This has been another episode of 10 Minutes to Save Your Marriage, and that's 10 minutes of your life you'll never get back. 